Hey, shout. What's up, player? Hey, you remember that bra we met back on the road last year about 99? This is the vibe that I'm on. This is the vibe that I'm on. Hey, meet me at the hotel. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. Man, I feel good today. This is She and I. The best thing to happen on a Tuesday. Well, damn it, since Monday. I am your host, B-Love. And I always have my very special host with me. India Marie. India Marie and B-Love, we are fresh back off of last week. I don't even so know. Itchy. I don't, I don't, I don't, I have so no idea why I hit the round of applause. You know what? I hit it for everybody who listens every week. That applause goes out to them because you know, gratitude is always our attitude. So right now I want to paint the scene for everybody. India is sitting here with a bright orange scarf do-rag on you her see head. What I just said the other day you be trying to embarrass me. No, Why? Man, let me paint the scene. Eating animal crackers from Blake's birthday party, <laughs> sipping on a glass of red wine. If that isn't a boss move, I don't know what is. But let me say something. I do give you a hard time, but it's all in love. It's like love licks. You know, when you were in kindergarten, you ran past that girl and you hit her with a rock. You didn't hit oh. her in the face with a rock. You kind of hit her in the I shoulder. I never got hit with you a rock. You never got hit with a rock in kindergarten? No. Man, listen, I used to hit Chandra all the time. Shout out to Chandra. I used to hit her all the time with a rock. They ended up being one of my best friends. But what I'm trying to say is, India. I pick on you because I love you. That's my way of showing affection. You need to grow up. I want to tell everybody how great you are. Give it up for India one time who got a Kroger sponsorship eating cookies. Boy, that's a... <laughs> listen. That, those are two of her favorite things beside Blake. Eating cookies and taking pictures will probably go in India's top five things to do of all time. I actually don't really like taking pictures. And I, you do them very well. You take well, you, you take immaculate pictures. Listen, you do. Thank you. You make <laughs> it look so easy. I will sit in the mirror an hour before we... Shit, not even an hour. I will sit in the mirror a day before we get ready to take family photos or we get ready to take she and I promo pictures and I will practice on my smile. And I will try, and I will try as hard as I can. And I never can get my lips to form the perfect smile. But you, my friend, you know how to hit the post every time the camera is in front of you. Whether it's a Polaroid camera, a motherfucking iPhone 10, an iPhone 5, a Polaroid, I mean, not a Polaroid, old Nikon, oh, big camera. You know how to work the camera. I can't do Thank it. You, man. I can't do it. 
That's why I married you. Could you take good pictures? Ooh. I feel like I'm blushing right now. You probably are. No, you do. You take very, um, <laughs> you are a very photogenic person. I think, I hope, I feel like Blake got that gene. Um, it's something about me when I get in front of the camera, my, my, my face gets awkward. Like one thing, I don't know where to put my left hand. My left hand kind of sits out there, kind of rests over my nuts, and I look like a perv. <laughs> you are disgusting. I'm just letting the what? people know how I feel when I try to take a cool picture. So I need to kind of figure out. That's a guy thing. That's a guy thing. Mean. That's not a you thing. They're like hands over the nuts thing. I but don't I don't know. like That's doing it. Thing. It's silly. I try not to do it, but it's just a natural. You know where it came from? What? Too much porn hub. Okay, enough. I'm starting too early, my bad. But for real. <laughs> It's, Me too, enough. It's a natural position for guys, and I don't know why we always hit that move every time we like to put our hand in front of our Johnson. I just can't figure it out. Oh but, Indy, gosh. give yourself a round of applause, damn it. Thank you, Barry. Hey, man, you deserve it. You deserve more than <laughs> I can give Anyway, how was your weekend? It was good. I can never remember what we did on the weekend when... We didn't, we didn't do nothing this weekend. We you did something. We did absolutely nothing. I did absolutely well, I nothing. I celebrated this a weekend. friend's birthday. Happy Shout birthday, out to Shanna. Shanna. Right on. Shout out to Shanna. It was her birthday. Hit the horn. Um Blake and I went on our Saturday morning Whole Foods date. You guys always go on We're gonna talk about that in a second. You guys always go on a Saturday morning Whole Foods date. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we either go to Whole Foods or True Food Kitchen. Oh, it just depends oh, on how okay. much money I feel like spending it Saturday. Yeah, then I end up seeing how much money y'all spent on a Saturday. We'll talk about that, too. No, you don't. India came home. I got off work this Saturday, and I came home to brand new photos from West Elm. When I saw these pictures, I just figured, hey, India must got a bonus at work. I didn't put two and two together. You knew I didn't get no damn bonus Until I checked. The credit card statement. And I went to pay it off. And I'm like, oh, okay. I see the vibes. India went to buy new West Elm photos on the credit card. I didn't mind. But she did it. So that's that on that. But anyway, the weekend was great. We didn't do too much. Um, I chilled with the homie Blake, the executive producer of the show all weekend. And it was a phenomenal weekend. Um, I think we had a great damn time doing absolutely nothing. No, that was my favorite type of weekend. And... And shout out to the home girl, Kanisha, oh. <laughs> who blessed me Sunday with her HBO password. Y'all do not know how much that means. Listen, people, we have to support one another and find ways to cut costs. Let me if tell y'all I... about. Go ahead. I'm gonna say, let me tell y'all about Kanisha. We just met Kanisha in Jamaica. Kanisha's a real... So, yeah. you know, we were just in Jamaica, what? That was two weeks ago, two three weeks, weeks ago? Three weeks ago. I don't know, but, you know, sometimes you just meet people and you just vibe with them, and that was Kanisha, and Kanisha has been clutch. I feel like God... These few weeks that we've known hey, I feel like God <laughs> puts you in the right place to meet people, and it's amazing because Kanisha is probably one of the dopest people that we've ever met and hit it off with so quickly, man. This bud's for you. Remember that commercial, <laughs> bud like commercial. This bud, so fucked. This Red Bull's for you, Kanisha. This Hennessy. Oh, Andy, open up the hand and give me a shot. 
No, I ain't drinking no Hennessy. I'm drinking some tomorrow. But anyway, without further ado, we're not going to keep prolonging what we did this weekend. But before I do go any further, save the date for the live podcast. She and I podcast live will be happening on June 8th. June 8th. The information will be on the website soon. My wife told me stop being so excited and wait a little while. I want to put it on there right now and I might put it on there tomorrow so be ready. We'll let y'all know when the tickets are live. Because we are giving special invites. We're doing things different this time. So listen, man, we're trying to take the pod to another level. So y'all be ready and let's get before I get there. What? Little known fact about me, why I played that song in the beginning of the podcast. If you know me personally and you've known me throughout the years growing up, you know that T.I. is probably... My favorite human being beside India, my family, and Blake in the world. That song I played in the beginning of the podcast, it's one of my top five songs probably of all time. I remember you picking me up from my dorm and my apartment. I knew I was about to get me some butt. Playing that song. (laughs) Hey, if you play that hotel, hold on, tell nobody. This you before. know you are about to get some booty. Every time you used to pick me up, yeah, yeah, to take me anywhere, you okay. always had the sexy tunes playing. I did. Trey Songz, Chris Brown. We used to listen to Avant all the time. I'm your director. Now we it's get in the car deep. and we get ready to go on a date. All you want to listen to is a damn podcast. I knew you were about to say. I thought you were going to call music. the name. Joe Budden podcast. You just just took the sexiness out of the dates. Nah, the sexiness. They used to start real sexy and they used to end real sexy. And now they don't start sexy. And a lot of times they end in sleep because we be tired. (laughs) It's sad, man. It's sad. What happened to us? I don't know. We used to get it on. Now we just go home and sleep alone. We don't sleep alone. We we sleep sleep together. together, but you know what I mean. We spoon, <laughs> spoon go real sleep. hard and go to sleep. Slob all on the. We gotta get. We gotta restore the feeling. Let's get into it. During the week, we got deep. Chill. Let's talk on the podcast. Yes, sir. Now is the time. We are ready to go. So, India. Now we are going to. Um, we're going to Atlanta this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. And I didn't realize that it was Easter weekend. It is. Until after we both decided that we were going to go to Atlanta. Respect, Respectfully, we're going to Atlanta to do two different things that will probably end up combining into one. But we are <laughs> going to Atlanta together to have a good time. And it happens to be Easter weekend. And that led us to start thinking about it and we kind of skipped over this topic last week and it's dating somebody with a different religion mm-hmm. so for instance what if i didn't you know believe in easter what if i just didn't celebrate easter like that what if i was uh i don't know if i was a muslim what if i were a jehovah witness <laughs> i don't know 
Well, okay, so dating with different religions. I feel like it's possible. Yeah, yeah. But you have to have a super open mind. For sure. To date someone with a different religion. For sure. And, I mean, like, so open to the point where... Because, you know, a lot of times when talking about your religion and your faith and stuff, it's hard to talk about it without trying to convince the other person that, Mm -hmm. you know... That's what they should be doing because yep. you feel so strongly about it. Passion. And so if you're dating with different religions, you just have to make sure that you are respectful of that. And especially if the other person is already strong in their religion and in their faith. Right. You know, if, if so if you ha- both have two strong different beliefs. Okay. I feel like you have to let it be that depending on how bad you want the relationship to work. That's true. Because people will break up because of differences in religion. You know, that's very oh, yeah. important to people. Cause you're going to start bumping heads. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like with you and I, we didn't necessarily have different religions, but we definitely had different views on, church and worship oh for sure and we talked about it before and i feel like that was some something that we argued about kind of in you know in the beginning Mm -hmm. because you know i really wanted you to go to church with me right and you didn't want to go to church and i just or i don't know if it's that you didn't want to go to church but you definitely didn't want to go to the church that we were going to there you go and okay make you play I had to realize that it's it just wasn't my battle to fight. Yep. You know, I just had to let you come around to doing what you wanted to do. And just because church was super important to me. Right on. Um, at the time, it didn't not mean saying that it it's was, not important to me, but the particular we just church. We just weren't looking at it, you know. I feel like we just weren't looking at it in the in the same way. So I grew up in church, right? And a lot of people who grow up in church, they don't typically stay with the church. However, I wanted to stay with the church because I felt like it saved me as a teen. Thinking about my background and where I come from okay. and how I could have turned out. Where you come from? I, to the people that don't know where you come from. Three fingers down, two fingers round. <laughs> yes, sir. Orange mouth. Shout out to Orange Mouth. Um, but I grew up in like a dysfunctional household or whatever. So going to church for me was like my escape. So mm-hmm. I genuinely liked going to church, right? It's good. And um, so I wanted to continue that. And I wanted to find a place that was like my home church. Mm-hmm. Um, I still haven't found that place, right, or whatever. And I, I kind of look at church a bit differently than what I did before, just because, you know, when you're in high school, your faith is based on what you're taught from your parents. There you go. Now we're about to get somewhere. Now we are about to go somewhere. I want to go. So. You know, it doesn't mean that what your parents have taught you was right, and it doesn't mean that what they taught now. you was wrong. Yes, sir. So, you know, as I've gotten older, I have my different 
views on things right now um but as far as us together i just felt like i had to let you make your own decision see, on what thing, you wanted to do the good thing about us is we believe in the same things it's just that i'm you are more prone to go to church before I am. Now, I grew up in the church as well. And um, I don't mind going to church at all. But when I came to Tennessee, I couldn't really find a church home. Kind of to your point, there was like the church home back at the house. You feel me? Like the church back home, it was so it was a tight-knit group. Everybody knew one another and it felt like family. It felt real. Versus when I got Tennessee and we started going to churches we started going to these mega churches and I was kind of taken aback because I'm like do I need to quit school and start preaching because that collection plate looks good to me and I could man I, I could put some words together now so I start thinking but I start thinking about the wrong reasons for trying to go to church so I it kind of you know it kind of sidetracked me a little bit but not I like going to church, but the thing I like doing, I like learning. That's my biggest thing. And I sometimes I can learn more from listening to podcasts and listening to different people speak versus going to church just on Sundays. I can listen to podcasts and YouTube videos and do research on Netflix or whatever the case, read even audiobooks. I can do that type of research on my own and get my own understanding, like you said versus going to church. Now, it's good to go to church because you have someone there to guide you as your spiritual teacher. But me, sometimes, I don't need that necessarily. I can just cut on this great podcast and hear what they're talking about. Or I can go watch something on Netflix and then draw my own conclusions from what I hear and what I read versus what... So you're saying like people that you talk to and listen to Mm -hmm. is like your church. Right. Right, so I I don't necessarily have to step into church on Sunday because I can go listen to a listen to a I don't know a a, break, a Bible breakdown podcast or something. You see, you get what I'm saying? Almost in the form of a Wednesday night Bible study or even a Sunday school versus going to a structured church service. Yeah. But I'm not knocking you. I also had something to say about different religions as well because I'm pretty sure that the majority. Of people believe in a higher power it's just about which higher power do you believe in and it's probably a common ground in every religion it's up to you and your partner to discuss that and try to find that common occurrence between your religious yeah. your religions i'm sorry because if you guys can connect that to one another or you don't have to be religious at all exactly you could just i was getting there you could just be spiritual at that point yeah it means you and your partner have a spiritual connection versus you guys are peddling the religious peddling the religious aspect of what you've learned now at this point you're telling hey we both believe in god whatever you whatever type of religion you subscribe to is up to you catholic united methodist baptist presbyterian man all that it's all well and fine yeah, but like, at the I end of like the day he... the bottom line is shit jesus rose god darn it <laughs> died at age 33 
rose from the dead and ascended into heaven and sit at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. God, boy, y'all didn't know I knew that. What I was going... You, you, you impressed? No, no, no. Yeah, I know you no, were impressed. No, what Talk I was about, going I don't go to, to say as far as like different beliefs and stuff, like you can have one person in a relationship that is completely spiritual. Yep. And then you can have another person in a relationship, let's say that they're religious. I feel like if that religious person person wants to go to church okay. and, you know, praise and worship and do all of that, that spiritual person should not be the person stopping them. I agree. You talking about that. me. You talking so about me. You, no, 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 no. I, I'll say, you know, there have been times where I wanted to go to church and you didn't and I went by myself. Yeah, because You know I, what I'm you, saying? Like, <laughs> like, I feel like you can't affect right. my relationship. There with you God. go. I can't. Like, there is nothing you can do that will affect my relationship with God. So I was having a conversation with my um, sister. Mm-hmm. And I forgot, like, the basis of what we were actually talking about. But I was telling her, I was like, because I feel like she was asking something along the lines of, you know, if you don't go to church, you know, or if you don't do certain things that people as Christians were raised to believe. And I'm only speaking from about Christians because, you know, that's That's how I was raised. Right. And, um, you know, if they don't do certain things, will they, you know, go to hell or, you know, or if they, if that person doesn't believe in going to church in Christianity, will they go to hell? Right. Right. So, I mean, to people who probably don't believe in that, there's probably not a hell to them. So I feel like as long as you have a good, pure heart, mm-hmm. then you're set. Right. So I was explaining to her, you know, like, we're, we're in Tennessee. We're in racist Tennessee. Mm-hmm. We're in the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. So we face racist people every day. Those people don't have good, clean, pure hearts mm-hmm. because you're supposed to love your neighbor, right? Right. No matter what color, creed, religion, like whatever it is, you're supposed to love your neighbor. But how can you love that person when you have such a deep hatred for someone who doesn't look like you? But all of those people still consider themselves Christian. This is true. Somebody who is not a Christian whether that be, I don't like whatever you you call yourselves, you know, completely spiritual or whatever. You have a good heart. You're helping your neighbor. You are helping those um, who need help. You are genuinely a good person. I think that's what matters. Yeah, the I, most. And I, I feel too. like if if you're dating a per someone with a different religion than you i feel like as long as you have a good clean pure heart that's what matters i agree with that and another thing is too you kind of touched on this in the beginning when you're dating somebody with a different religion the probably the most important thing is to have an open dialogue right um have a good discussion but don't try to convert them to what you believe listen and hear them out and you guys find a common thing to stand on. Because um, I don't think anybody's in charge of converting anybody else to believe in what they believe in. Like you said a minute ago, with, with you and I. 
you had to let me come to the come to find the church on my own. You couldn't make me go to church. You went to church. And if I was asleep or washing my car up at the gym, whatever the case may be, you let that happen. You didn't force me to go to church. Yeah. And um, I mean, and it's even like 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 praying, like have I've asked you to pray with me and, you yeah. know, you still haven't gotten comfortable with that. So yeah. I, it's like I can't force you to do do those things. All I can do is pray for you mm-hmm. and let you you come to a place that you're comfortable with. Yep, it's true. So um, the homegirl, Aisha, she asked that we know somebody that may be in a relationship that um, practices different religions. I personally do. My uncle and my aunt. Oh, yeah. 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 My auntie is a Jehovah Witness. My uncle, well, my auntie by marriage is a Jehovah Witness. My uncle, my mom's brother, he is, well, not only is he a noob and my uncle, you know, shout out to the bros, but he he's a Christian, you know, he um, from Mississippi, lives in Illinois now. But the biggest thing I feel like in that situation that they had to overcome was first probably the family, um, the different family values. You know how my family is, India. We're big on holidays. We do it big. We do it big on Christmas. Thanksgiving, we celebrate Easter. My mom just FaceTime Blake, the executive producer, to show me everything she bought him to put in his Easter basket. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Everything was a damn baby shark. Anyway, I digress. Um, my uncle and aunt had to come to grips with the family at first because they all they already live in in um, Springfield, Illinois. Now, they had to figure out, ah, do we want to come down for Christmas and celebrate? My uncle had to make the decision if he wanted to leave my aunt behind. Like, what was going to happen? Do they buy gifts for my, my grandmother, my mother, us, the kids? Do they buy gifts for their own children? That's something that they had to discuss. Well, so, you know, I, the biggest thing with Jehovah's Witnesses is that they don't celebrate holidays. And, right. you know, they don't celebrate birthdays. Right. So, uh, your aunt hasn't... She hasn't been to any of the holidays. So like I haven't I, I've right. only seen her, I've at only graduation. seen that aunt at graduations. Right. And I feel like that's okay. Yeah, I, I do feel too. like they still love each other. Yeah. And you know, that's what works for them. But you know what my aunt does do? She will send my grandmother a gift after Christmas. And call it a just because after gift. After her birthday and call it a just because gift. She never sends it. On my grandmother's birthday, or she never sends it during Christmas or the day of Christmas, she'll send it a week after Christmas or even a day after Christmas and say, hey, just because. It's just a gift because I love you. Yeah. Well, and I know, like, your family doesn't particularly like it, but I feel like that I feel like it still should be respected because that's her way of showing effort. Right. And I do like think they and, respect and it. And I yeah, feel like sure. considering, you know, that's what she because she wasn't always a Jehovah's. She didn't grow up a Jehovah's Witness, right? Yes, she did. Oh, yeah. she did. My, um, my, my cousins <laughs> didn't grow up a Jehovah, Jehovah's Witness. They celebrated Christmas. They was right there with me. Opening up gifts. Yeah. December 25th. Oh, Jesus is the reason for the season. We were right there together. Opening up them Christmas gifts, though. 
Chestnuts well, roasting on an open fire. Like a, like back to the original question. I just feel like as long as you're respectful, as long as you have an open mind, right? As long as you truly love one another, then I feel like it's definitely possible to date with different religions. So it just depends on how bad you want it. There you go. If you want things to work. You will find a way to make them work. Just know the key here is to respect somebody else's opinion and respect their dialogue. Have an open dialogue. So I also Googled like the scenario earlier today and I found this girl in a blog. I did too. And she said that she was like an evangelist Christian or something like that. Man, I don't know what that is. And he... Is an atheist. I know what that is. That's crazy. And I didn't read the whole blog. <laughs> this is very long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think the main thing that she was saying was just having an open dialogue. Yeah, that's the best thing that you can do is talk to somebody. I feel like communication barriers in religion are so huge that people are scared to offend. But if we're in a relationship... We have to put it all out on the table. And once we get past the initial phase of trying to figure out, understand the other's point of view, then we can figure out where to go from there. Are we going to raise our kids to be like you or be like me? When it comes down to family, how are we going to manage the family aspect? So once you open that up, you have to, I mean, once you open the dialogue up, I feel like that breaks down the barrier for everything else afterwards. You know what this is called? They have a name for this. I looked that up too. Let me go what? back to my iPhone. It's called Interfaith Relationships. I didn't even know. Hmm. Interfaith Relationships. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did some serious research. I'm a researcher. Interfaith. In- <laughs> Come on Interfaith. Now. There you go. TH in there somewhere. <laughs> Relationships. Yes, ma'am. So if anybody out there is in an interfaith relationship, India and I would love to hear from you. We want to know how you guys manage your relationship because obviously India and I believe in the same thing. So we want to hear from you out there. Shoot us an email at she and I podcast at gmail.com or go to the Instagram. So we do a lot of stuff on she and I podcast on Instagram. Let us know. And I would say, like, if going back to like atheists, I, I, I like, I feel like, I really feel like I could never date an atheist. Mm. I feel like you don't have to believe like in what I believe in, but I feel like you should at least believe in a higher power. Um, what about old Scientologists? They believe know. in science. Is that a higher power? Uh, I see what I mean. Well, the thing, the, the thing is, I don't want to come out here sounding ignorant and speak to what I don't know. Exactly. I don't know enough about Scientology. Okay. Because I've never been interested in Scientology. I know Tom. You Cruise know, that's just not. That's just not how I. You know, from, I gotta from, call. From, like on the surface of what I know Scientology to be is yeah. not something that I would ever be interested in. You're not drinking old Jim Jones Kool Aid, huh? No. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> also one more thing before we just end this whole conversation um in the bible they say the household is supposed to be equally yoked right something like that i thought about that earlier yeah. today 
But okay, I feel like that's with Christianity. You got a good point. So what if I now I'm not a Christian? I don't believe. Then it, what? Well, then that's a little different. So, and that's what I was going to say. So, and I thought about that earlier today. That's the thing with. I, I feel like it would be harder for a Christian to date someone of the of another religion. Me too. Because of all of the rules or, you know, rules of the Bible. So what so does if this say about if Christianity? If your belief is based, you know, strictly off of what's in the Bible. Okay. Then I would think that it would probably be a little difficult for you to date someone mm-hmm. of the other religion because of what would be considered a sin. But see, it trips me out because we sin so much. We do. You know, we and do. now all of a sudden you want to hold this one thing because I believe in something else. We do. Now all of a sudden you holier than thou. You we feel do. me? Well, and that's that, not cool. Well, that's the thing that's kind of, you know, bothersome about Christians. And I yes, feel like that's why a lot of people have fallen out of the church. Yep. is because they pick and choose what Ooh, you can... <laughs> They pick and choose what is right and when it's right. Yes, ma'am. A lot, you know, a lot of times, you know, some Christians will base their opinions and beliefs off of what is convenient for them in that moment. Right. They sure will. Whereas you're supposed to live by this and be this way, you know, like day by day. Yeah. You know, that that's what you're supposed to. Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth. Yeah. That's what they say. So believe that. So whatever you believe in, whatever your significant other believes in, if you guys believe in something different, if you believe in something that's the same, the moral of the story here is to respect one another and listen and understand where the other person is coming from. But like I said, Indy and I, we believe in the same thing. So... If you and, and or your partner believe in something different, let us know. We're open to hear from you. But moving right along, we did have a couple of more topics to get to. This one is big for us. And one of my homegirls actually came to me with this situation, with this scenario. So I'm skipping down one, Andy, and I want to talk about managing our time because now we have Blake but we still have an active social life. Let me break it down to the people and to you as well. I feel like a lot of times that because now we're married, we have a kid, how we get invited to things may be a little bit different than how other people get invited to things. I agree, because when we had Blake, we stopped getting the invites, and was like, damn, give us the opportunity to find there a babysitter. There you go. Or something. Get in your bag, so right. And so- that's fine. I just kind of took that as, you know, we're in different phases in life. Yep. And that's okay. Yeah. And also, some people are meant to be in your life for a season, and some people are meant to be in your life for a lifetime. And I just, you know... Call those seasonal people. Right. And, you know, the people who were meant to be with us throughout this whole parenthood journey mm-hmm. are the ones who are still standing now. And those are the ones who are meant to be in our lives right now. Now, let me give a disclaimer because we both know people are sensitive. 
And if you think Indy and I are talking about you, we're probably not. So don't get your feathers in a ruffle because our friends listening, we appreciate each and every one of our friends. But this is a scenario that we've definitely come across and we've well, definitely have, have to deal with. I know Indy don't give a shit. I don't. I'm not concerned about who might be upset by me saying that. I feel like hit dog holler. If you think I'm talking about you, I might be. But... You know, it is what it is. Like, you know, you're not tripping on that. You're not tripping on that. But the thing I'm trying to say, too, is like Indy just said, give somebody the option to say, no, I don't want to go. Also, the homegirl said to me, well, look, in the beginning, we were inviting our friend out everywhere, even though she had a kid. But then every time we would invite her, she would tell us, no, because she couldn't find a babysitter or no, because she just couldn't leave her child. I don't know if she had a son or a daughter, but she couldn't leave her child. But then I told uh, my homegirl, I'm like, look, still ask. The value of asking somebody if they want to come hang out with you all is huge versus them sitting up at the house with their um, child bored to death. And then they get on Instagram and they see you popping bottles in the IG story. That hurts more than anything Especially if you were down and we were down together. Look, just shoot the invite out. I might say no, but she was like, I get tired of rejection. Put yourself in their person's shoes. They're just playing damn tired. Like, Not I've tired of rejection. Like when you have kids and you know, people you were once friends with decide to take it personal that you don't hit them much as much hit them up as much as you used to. Or, you know, you're not involved as much as you used to. I feel like those people are the ones that are selfish. It's not the people who just had kids. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to think, like, your life has completely changed. And, you know, if you haven't heard from me in a while, don't take it personal. You or you could just text and say, hey, is everything okay? Right. You know what I'm saying? Instead of you just assuming the worst in the situation. Like, it, it's very difficult when you have kids. And especially... You know, you have a whole family. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And and it, it and when you have kids, your priorities shift. So if you if you if you are a friend and you know you you don't have kids, it's nothing personal to you. It's just our priorities are just a little bit different. It's a that little mean, bit different. That now. doesn't mean that we no longer want to be friends. Listen, it's just we have a lot more on our plate right now. <laughs> we still want to kick it like dirty soccer shoes. Oh, we want to kick it like soggy socks. We want to kick it like ice under the refrigerator. You know that piece of ice fall on the ground? You kick it under the refrigerator. We want to kick it like I don't all do of that. that. You do do that. <laughs> I do not do that. Got a big that. ass water puddle under the refrigerator right now. I do not kick do that. Kicking it too hard. We love to kick it. But I'm going to quote my homegirl, Catherine. Catherine says, to have a friend, you have to be a friend. And to be a friend, that means you have to be there for your friends. Show up. Send the invite. Shoot the text. Check on people. We have a child. I'm not saying you have to go out of your way to invite us to everything or invite anybody to everything. But I am saying, like India's, India's point, if I can't pull up on you as much as I used to, pull up on me. One of, one of my homies, shout out to Chris, he pulls up on me all the time because he know I can't maneuver like I used to. He'll pull up on me, hey man, I'm going to check on you, come by, watch the game with you, 
He doesn't expect anything from me. That's big for me. Uh, I feel like that's genuine friendship. And sometimes, you know, you can't get that from everybody and you can't expect that from everybody. But as soon as I'm ready to kick it and go out, shit, I invite everybody. I want everybody to feel it. So I do feel like just because somebody else may be in a different stage in their life does not mean you have to stop being the same person that you were to them when you guys first met. Golly. You dropping knowledge tonight. <laughs> what you think? I'm trying to kick knowledge. That's what you no, I said back in the day. So yeah, just make sure that you guys shoot the invite. I mean, it's been times that Indian... Every time, like it's, it's not even about the invite. It's just, like I know for a fact that there are people who take it personal that you know, we don't, we can't hit them up as much as we used to. And like I said, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just a very selfish act and a very selfish way for you to think that way. Right. You know, I would, I expect you to be there for me and being there for me is not you text me every day. I don't want nobody to text me every day because I like, I'm, I'm not even a texter. You know what I'm saying? But just check in like, hey, just checking in. Make sure you're alive and breathing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can text me that once a month. And I and I, I feel you. Like, one of my friends, uh, Dominique, she'll text me randomly. Like, I might hear from Dominique once a month. Mm-hmm. And I don't reach out to her the way that I used to. But she knows that I have a lot going on right now. And she'll just, you know, check in. And that's okay. Because that's dope, though. when she's in this point in her life that right. I'm in now, I will hope that I can be that same friend to her. Just to reach out. Yeah. So reach out, man. Check on your people. Follow up with them. Hit them up. Don't change. Nobody should change. But we all should realize that we are in different phases of our lives. And maybe... One party needs a little bit more attention than the other party and kind of put yourself in somebody else's shoes. I'm not saying it's all on the person that is still out there kicking and having a good time to make all the effort. It also takes effort from Indy and I, too. If I'm at the house hanging out, this is me and Blake or me and Blake go out, Indy's not there. I can't hit up the homies and say, hey, man, I'm out for a minute. I'm about to pull up on you. I got Blake with me. Let's go out, you know. You want to come out and get something to eat real fast with us? So it's a twofold situation, but I don't expect my social life to stop just because I am in a new phase of my life. I do feel like that being in a new phase is a blessing. Every year you get, every year you progress and everything that changes in your life is a blessing. You're still here. Like you're making it. Mm-hmm. You know, so just realize that when you have friends who may be going through a little bit of a life change, like the homeboy said, ocean views, small circle. It's a chosen few. <laughs> I wrote it down and I followed through. So make sure you follow up with your homeboys and your homegirls and check on them and remain social. <laughs> and that's that on that. That's the moral of that story. Damn it. You see what I'm saying? But one last thing, India, I'm going to move on because we've been talking and talking and talking. But I have to say this. India mentioned a minute ago 
her and Blake get jealous. I mean, her and Blake, they go out on Saturdays and they have this nice old mother-son time. You know what I'm doing? Working. <laughs> I'm at work. Working. I get jealous. Is there something wrong with me? Because I get a little, I want to come kick it. I don't get jealous of you, but I see you guys. First of all, I'm happy that Blake has a great mother that will take him out and do these things. But is it a difference or is it a fine line between working too much and supporting your family? Um, Like what's the I, I line? I mean, I don't feel like you work too much. I do. I mean, it does suck. That you work most Saturdays out of the month. Yes, I do. Um, you know, sometimes that that really does suck, but that's how you provide. Yes, I do for our family, and I feel like we make up for that time in other ways, which is why we usually end up spending all of Sunday together. We do, you know, or you know, a lot of times I'll. If Blake and I are out in the city hanging out, a lot of times we'll come home right before you get off work and, you know, we'll come home just to meet you and then we'll go back out. Right. You know? So, so I mean, you said ahead. what? No, I was say, so once again, we have to find a healthy balance, right? In between working and family time. Because family time is the most important thing that I feel like a person can have especially a man with his son. Um, I do love spending time with my son. Like Indy said, on Saturday, it's a little bit tough, a little bit bittersweet. Um, the sweet part is that I have a way to support my family. The bitter part is my family are kicking it. Kicking it. I'm looking at them <laughs> all. Doing listen, that much listen, like they just, like I, we just talked about, I never get an invite. <laughs> Can I get an invite to Whole Foods? I like to eat. Can I get an invite to True Foods? I like... Healthy shit. Invite me. Well, I mean, like back in the day, you used to get out of traffic school a little bit earlier. I didn't tell you telling about I'm what sorry. my occupation is. Um, back in the day, you used to get off work. Thank you. A bit earlier than what you've been getting off lately. Yeah. Or you, it's a full day of work. Thank you. That's better. It's a, it's a full day now of work. We're, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Okay. It's a full day of work. So, you know, by the time you get off, yeah, Blake is winding down. And I'm winding up. By the time I get off, I've had three Red Bulls, an espresso shot, and a shot of B12. I'm ready to kick it. You well, understand so me? We, You know, I just... Ain't no naps. Naps? Part of the reason why, you know, I make sure that I'm able to do things with him on the weekends, you know, versus us just staying in the house. It's because of what my work schedule has looks like with me working eight to five and, you know, commute commuting to work. It just takes up a lot of the day. So, you know, it's taking us, like I've said before, it takes us 45 minutes to an hour to get to work. And then, you know, we work all day and then we come home and, you know, I feel like when we get home, I mean, you're a lot different than I am, but I feel like when I do that, when I get home, I'm not giving Blake up 100% of myself. And I feel like it's not fair to him. So I feel like the weekend is like my time to make up for, you know, my short fuse during the week or, you know, me having to 
come home, we get home at six, and then we got to hurry up and get him dinner, and then we got to get him in the bathtub and get him in the bed. Blake goes to bed at 730. He doesn't stay up late. During the week, your fuse is so short, all it needs is one spark, and your ass out the door. Like a Roman candle with no handle. I mean, you Like a black cat. That's or a jumping cha- jack. That should change soon, right? <laughs> well, we're gonna so, move uh, on. <laughs> but sorry. I, I was gonna say it's not because you know we're you know purposely trying to do things without you. That that's just like how I get over my mom guilt for the lack of time that I'm able to spend with him during the week. No, and I support everything that you guys do on a Saturday. I was just kind of picking fun. Like I said, it was a love lick in the beginning of the pod. Um, I do encourage you to do everything with him. Get him out of the house. Let him go explore things and let him try and learn different things as well. So I love it. Keep it going. If I'm at work, I'm at work for a good cause. I'm at work supporting him. Um, getting money for him to go to college, for him to do whatever the hell he wants to do. He doesn't have to go to college, but whatever he wants to do, I'm at work busting it down for y'all. Everything I do, I said this in a live podcast, is for the fam. So believe that. Now, let me get into my favorite segment of the pod. Now unqualified advice from B-Love and B-Love's Relationship. This week, and B Love's relationship is brought to you by none other than the amazing flavor oh, of that peach up. nectar, Red Bull. Go get you one because I'm going to have about five of them at the live podcast, which, if I didn't mention already, is on June 8th. <laughs> Tickets will be on sale very soon. On sale, <laughs> you said, yeah, we got to put them on sale this time. So be ready to get some, but there will be some for free. We're trying to figure out the logistics as well. Be ready. My bad. I'm sorry. I got excited. (laughs) Got excited. So my tip, I wanted to take it back because a lot of guys said that they like my relationship about cologne. They like my relationship when I gave gift ideas. They like my relationship when I talked about suits. So I came up with a different relationship. So, fellas, my relationship this week goes out to you. And, ladies, you can definitely get with this and appreciate it. I feel like all of my fellas need to have at least two fresh, crisp white shirts hanging up in their closet. And what I mean by white shirts, I'm talking about a white button down. Listen, homies. It's wedding season. It's derby and horse race season. Hell, it could be new job season. (laughs) Whatever the case is, you need that old clean white button down. It's a shirt for all seasons. If you you are a guy and you're over the age of 25 and you only have one white button down, I really don't trust you. Let me tell you why. (laughs) <laughs> because one reason, I know you got that old brown collar. Ooh, collar ain't been clean since 1999. I know your collar looks like the bottom of a shoe. I know your collar probably looks like a desert in the inside. So one, make sure you clean your neck before you put your white shirt on. And two, get 
more than one white button down. It's a standard. I'm not saying you have to wear the damn shirt every day, but it's an easy go-to when you're in a pinch and it's a necessity in every man's closet. If you're going on Easter Sunday or if you're going to jail on Monday, you need a white button down. You may have to go to court or you may have to court a girl. You need a white button down. So please, fellas, go out there and get you a fresh, crisp white. Matter of fact, Right now, turn to your lady, text her, and tell her for Easter, you want you a fresh white button down. But first, you need to also know your neck size. Ladies, this goes for you. Pay attention to a man. If you see a man and he has a suit on, and the suit, I mean, I'm sorry, if you see a man and he he has a button down on, and the neck of that button down looks like you can put your whole fist in between the neck and the neckline of the shirt, then you need to run. He may be a terrorist. Don't trust him. He doesn't know his neck size. Please go out there and get your neck measured, fellas. Don't have the gap in your neck like your girls have the gap between their legs. Make sure you know your damn neck size and get you a fresh white shirt. And this has been B-Love's Relationship, brought to you in part by the great flavor of Red Bull. Couldn't have said it better myself. Hit it! Let her upgrade you! What would India do? You don't do? got to say. I mean, I don't. That was amazing. Ho! What's it? W-W-I-D. What would India do? Well, Before I'm you kick I it. I didn't say I ain't have nothing to say after do you your have anything? Tip. Do you have anything to say? Hold on. Am I not right? How many button downs I, I do I you, have? I think you, white. I, I, I like seeing you in a white button down. Actually, come on now, I, let them know. I, I do, I do. I like seeing you in a so nice, am I lying? crisp button down, Ooh. especially when you smell good. <laughs> I smell like that old Chanel blue. I put that yeah. old white button down on with an old skinny tie. Come out there with old tailor fit suit. Get you a good tailor, fellas. I was just talking to my best friend earlier today. She sent me a picture of a guy with a fat tie. Lord That Jesus. we went to school with I was like It's time Fellas That would be my tip to you The fat ties okay. are outdated The fat ties are outdated And I can't stand I'm gonna give you another tip <laughs> Pro tip If you are a male A skinny male Like myself don't go out and get the fat tie. The fat tie is gonna cover up your whole torso Why would you do such a thing? <laughs> get you a tie That matches your size Come on now. Think. Let's be smart, fellas. Okay. That old Chris white button down make all the girls smile. You understand me? All right. So. I got old 15 neck. My topic for the week is a bit long. Oh, Lord. This is a long story, y'all. Don't go to sleep, y'all. Please don't. Just just stick with me. And the reason why I decided to talk about this one is because I felt like it kind of Tied into some of the things that we've discussed on this episode. Let's do it. So, my husband and I have been together for four years, married for two. We have two young kids together, and he has two from a previous relationship, so four all together. My husband works on average 60 to 70 hours a week, sometimes Mm. more, including weekends. I used to work part-time, but when we had the youngest, it was decided it made more sense for me to stay home. 
With me at home and the hours he works, the bulk of the household stuff and childcare falls to me. When he does get home, he's not appreciative. This last week, he was away for work. I was home all week with four kids, the youngest two who were sick with diarrhea. He gets home on Saturday and complains the laundry and grocery shopping is done. I guess it isn't done. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't understand why I didn't want to have sex and mm. sulked when I gave him a blowjob instead of anal. <laughs> what? <laughs> he never understands when I don't this want to have crazy. sex. He thinks me saying I'm tired is just an excuse because he's tired too, but he still makes time for me. He brings up the fact that when we first got together, we would have sex all the time, which is true. It was easy to be available to him whenever and have him be my focus when I wasn't consumed with 100% of the household, yard, maintenance, and childcare duties, except one preschool drop-off a week. He's decided that I'm ashamed of my body, which is why I don't want to sleep with him all the time. So he suggests I need to go to the gym when really... I just don't want to be grabbed and groped at every turn. Mm. Then, if we do have sex, it has to be in the way he wants it. He's not satisfied with a quickie. It has to be a long out production every single time. And I have to have the appropriate level of enthusiasm or he's disappointed. Example, he texts me early today and he will be home early, able to help out with the kids kids and hopefully we can go to bed early okay great well i get follow-up texts saying he will be later and later until i get one 15 minutes ago saying he'll be home in 45 minutes and to wait up for him this while i'm still cleaning up from the day i'm not feeling so well i'm probably coming down with whatever the kids have and i know he'll want to have anal he's been hinting at that since yesterday And made a point of mentioning he got more lube, which was my excuse for not doing it last time. I'd rather not, but not would just bring on the rejected discussion. I've tried suggesting we get some part-time help or even a cleaner, but he feels that's a waste of money and that the stuff is my job since I'm home. I know this is normal relationship crap. I'm not looking to leave him. He's a nice guy, just clueless. How to talk to him... So how do I talk to him so that he understands my needs and doesn't feel like I'm complaining, nagging, or rejecting him? Whew. Um, that was long, but you made it through. I'm not even going to talk about the fact that he keeps asking for anal sex. I, I got a solution for that already. Just, just, be, just be constipated. And every time he tries to go for anal, for anal, just leave a little residue on his penis. Oh, that's nasty. I mean, he won't ask for it again. That is so nasty. Put a little... Feces on his penis. Okay. <laughs> you are disgusting. I'm just saying. You want anal so bad, I'm going to give you this old dookie shoot. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I feel like with stay-at-home moms, there is a huge misconception on the partner's side of things that the house should be perfect. There should be no complaints because you're staying at home. Like, the house should be spick and span. You shouldn't have no complaints because you're living a life because you don't have to get up and go to a job. However, staying at home with a kid, I just have one. 
Staying mm. at home with a kid all day is a full time job. You have four. That's tough. So. Ooh, that's tough. For him to have these unrealistic expect expectations of things, it's just it's just ridiculous, and it is what it is. They're unrealistic expectations. Um, after being at home all day for four kids. And you, you know, I've, I've cleaned the house. I've done the yard work. I've done everything. The last thing I'm thinking about is having sex with you. That's right. I mean, I understand. You're tired at that point. You've done everything. But the thing about it, she gave a solution to the problem. How about we hire somebody to help me out with the work? Yeah. If my man wants to have sex he wants to have all this anal penetration. Why don't he make a donation and get somebody to help them pick up around the house? So, and that's a good idea. And so I also got annoyed with the fact that he told her that she was basically self-conscious about her body. When you've had a baby, you don't want a man telling you that you're self-conscious about your body because you are more than likely already at that point. Like you probably already feel self-conscious about your body. So I don't need you telling me that to make matters worse. See, that's another thing I hate. I was going to talk about this next week, but let me get into a little bit of it right now. What I can't stand is like, all right, my man, you telling your lady, look, are you self-conscious about your body? Why don't you go to the gym? Well, my guy, how do you look? You're not walking around looking like old Morris Chestnut or some damn body. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you fit? Have you fallen off? Do you need to go to the gym? But once again, you know, we have to take a look in the mirror at ourselves and understand that maybe we're deflecting how we really feel on our wives. Yeah, so my girl, Kristen, um, she's the owner of Express Yourself Express yourself. Um, she basically um, has pumping suites at festivals. Yeah. Um, but I saw her Instagram and I've heard her speak about this in person. Um, when you have a baby and, you know, your spouse is always one in six. Um, she said the term that she was just touched out. And it was something that I felt like I could relate to because it's like you're being touched all day, constantly. So, like, from the moment, like, so you were having sex to get pregnant, right? So you were being touched. <laughs> touched out, I get it. Soon as you have the baby, you're skin to skin. You're holding this baby. If you're breastfeeding this baby, you have someone sucking on your tits. 24-7. Do you? Then, as that baby grows into a toddler, what 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 does Blake do? Separation he's, anxiety? He's yeah. Jesus. Blake is going through separation anxiety right now, so he is always attached to me, always touching me. So, to be at home all day, being touched by the kids, yes, I'm touched out. So I feel where she coming from. It's like nothing personal to you, but you not understanding where I'm coming from. Like, mm -hmm. how about, you know, you help me with this situation so that 
I can feel like I want to have sex with you. But right now, I just don't. Like, I've been at home with these kids all day. They've been touching on me all damn day. I'm tired of being touched. I am tired. I am worn out. So what you can do for me is come in the house and ask me, what do I need help with? Yep. I was about to say that, too. And if you want time for just us, let's go on a date. Yep. Hire a babysitter to come in and watch all these damn kids and take me out somewhere. It's true. And then we can come home and have sex. It's true. I bet probably what would turn her on most if my man just came through with the old Molly Maid service for her one day. Ooh, had the whole house spick and span. And then when he got home, the kids would be asleep. I bet she'd be laid on the couch, legs spread, but ready for penetration because all he wanted some anal. He's a disgusting type of guy. <laughs> I got more lube, hon. You ready? <laughs> Hope you're ready. Daddy's home. Time to slip and slide. Man, grow up. <laughs> I'm just saying. What kind of person just ask for just anal 100 percent of the time? Well, people have their, you know, people have their preferences when it comes we're to sex, talk and about it just that so too. happens that anal is his. That's, but that's just not a preference. Him requesting anal sex is the right. least of their worries right now. I mean, it's true, but I mean, it, he's requesting it. 99% of the time. It's not like, hey, I got this thing I want to try new tonight. I got this new bottle of lube and this water-based. Want to try I it? Feel like, no, my man I is feel on like, fire. I feel like with anal sex, though, it's one of those things where it's like you you either, which I've never tried it. I don't want it. We have never tried it. But anal. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you'll try it once and you'll either really like it or you probably won't want to do it again. Mm. Like, I, like, I've met someone who had anal sex on a regular basis just because that's what they liked. Did they wear a depend? <laughs> no. I'm being serious they didn't wear right a now. Because it's called they, anal prolapse. It's a thing. No, they didn't wear a depend. But like I said, <laughs> anal, like Stop I said, anal sex is a, it's a part. <laughs> It's a part. It's, it's a preference in right. your sexual relationship. Let's get back to WWID. Just how some people, you know, some couples prefer to have threesomes all the time. Hey. You know <laughs> I mean, if it's with Joey Chavez. People you know. have sexual preferences in their relationships, which is probably the reason why their relationship works so well because it's they true. have that in common. It's true. You know, but. Back to this um, this young lady in this uh, here story. The anal monster. <laughs> Can he take you serious? My husband is the anal monster. <laughs> he comes home and all he wants to do is push me down and go in me with lubrication. And he doesn't even care about the kitchen being clean. He complains about that. Like if the, if the house isn't clean, okay, I'm sorry. like he, he wants it all. He wants a perfect life. He wants the house clean. Apparently she does the yard work too, which That's you, crazy. really had me fucked up at that point. She got there so, pushing the more. Yeah, exactly. That's wild. So, so it's like you're doing the yard work, you you cleaning the house and you're expecting that from me. And that's another thing. Like you have to talk about expectations in relationship. Mm. If I'm staying at home, don't expect to come home with no spotless house, a healthy baby, a mentally healthy wife and a fucking cleaned yard. No. And an open it's butthole. It's not happening. And an open butthole. 
That's what he said. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's be real. So for the recap, <laughs> be loves relationship, fellas. Get you a clean, crisp, white shirt and get multiples. WWID. Hire some help. Hire some help. Suggest that he takes you out. Hire some help. A closed mouth won't get fed. So you're going to have to tell him what you need from him in order for things to change. Otherwise, he's he's going to continue to come home to a spotless house and sex. Not any type of sex. But sex. There you go. (laughs) Get him right. Get him tight. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in this week. India, tell the people where they can find you. India.Marie on Instagram. Shop Indie Boutique on Instagram. Same for the website. Same for the website. And you can find me at BLove1911 on all social platforms. Also, follow She and I podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and leave us a message in the email box. Tell us what you want to hear. Let us know. We always like to get suggestions. So, she and I podcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us individually, collectively, however you feel. And please, please like, subscribe, and share. The more you like, The more you share, the more you subscribe, the more you review, the better we are. So please go on Apple and all these places and leave us all five stars. If you leave us less than five, keep it to yourself. Or just let us know in constructive criticism in the email. Thank you. Um, I think that's all. But remember, June 8th is the live podcast and we, we will be releasing updates if you are on the email list on she and I podcast.com, I will start releasing email updates soon on how the ticketing ticketing is going to go. And you'll probably get first dibs at those for the people on the email list. So if you haven't already subscribe to that, um, I think that's it. I think India. that's it. You got anything else? I think you gave them the rundown. I gave them the rundown, the spiel. So without further ado, you guys have a safe and wonderful Easter weekend. Make sure to listen to this before and during or after the Easter weekend and share this. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been she. 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 I. 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 Ow. 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 Ow.